and welcome to another edition of Kansas Country Roads. <clears throat> On today's episode, we've got kind of a special Real Country, um, which was the TV show on USA Over the Winter, um, edition uh, with Porter Union, led by husband and wife Cole Porter and Kendra Porter, who are two old souls met singing karaoke, uh, spent the last decade traveling the country together, playing their music everywhere from dive bars and honky-tonks to festivals and theaters, um, opening for people like Cody Jinks, Ward Davis, um, just to name a few. So the first interviews with those guys and their pedal steel guitar player, um, Tyler Giles, who is also in his own right a phenomenal singer-songwriter um, on his own. So definitely be sure to go check his EP out that is available wherever you stream music, download music, buy music, um, and look for him out on tour with Cole and Kendra on their acoustic stuff and even their full band stuff. Tyler's usually with them, um, and he's phenomenal, as is Cole and Kendra. So... Enjoy this interview with them, and we'll see you on the other side of that. All right. So we're sitting here with Cole and Kendra of Porter Union, and Tyler Giles. Of who, Tyler Giles. Of Tyler, yeah. Tyler Giles, <laughs> music, you know. Ink. He's one of those that uh, plays for whoever pays him the most money for that night. That's not true. He's a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's definitely not true. I know what I pay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you should look him up if you haven't already. Um, but anyways, these have been some busy people. Um, yeah, it's been up to lately. I mean, driving. I know you guys are touring a lot now, like full time, from what I hear. As much as we can. Yeah. yeah wait. So, finally quit the uh, fence job. Yeah, I did. I, I was able to finally get rid of my my daytime grind there, you know, and that's been a big help. Just it's a full time job trying to, you know, run a band and do all those things, and so it's nice to be able to actually devote the time to it. And yeah, we've been traveling a bunch and mixed between doing full band shows like tonight, and uh, there's a lot of times we just go out. It's just me, Tyler, and Kendra, um, and you know, Tyler on the steel guitar, and Kendra and I on guitar and singing, and that's a lot of fun too. Yeah, no, I mean. It's definitely, you know, from seeing, you know, your guys' like Facebook page, it's like every week watching the numbers just rise and rise and rise. <laughs> it's like crazy, especially after you guys were on pure or, uh, real country. Yeah, like, pure country going back to George Strait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, watching that, like I got on that night after you guys were on and just kept hitting like reload. And just watching the numbers just like fucking skyrocket. And I was like, what is happening right now? It's cool. You know, and that was the main thing I think that we wanted to accomplish was just to show people that we're out there. We're out here, we're doing this. Um, and so, yeah, the, the social media side of it really uh, took a big bump from it. So that was that was definitely a, a benefit of being right. on the show. I mean, it yeah. probably doesn't suck when you have people from east coast to west coast and south yeah. and north talking about when do you come in here and like right right i know yeah we're getting people that um 
are asking us to come places and we haven't even been to the places that are between us and them yet. Right, <laughs> right. You know, we want to go everywhere. We're just we're just trying to find our places and our little um, honey holes, you might call them, across the country that yeah. like our kind of music. There, yeah. there are a ton of people that want that old school country sound, the more traditional sounding country music and they just don't know that it's it's still out there it's right. still there it's just not what they're well, turning on the radio and hearing exactly so. that's the thing i mean the radio people turn on the radio and that's what they think is all country right they sure. don't yeah. you know they don't know about places like troubadour country radio yeah. or you know anything like that where you it's, can find the traditional sound or no you know it'd be the same thing as if i turned on um rap radio I would think well this is this is rap but there's obviously probably just like this music a whole underground scene I know there is for a fact but you know right. where the real fans of rap say that the radio stuff's crap and here's the real I think that's just the way it is you've always had to dig for the good music all the right and like I was talking to the GM of uh, Kansas Hall last night and he used to be the GM at PBR Big Sky at Power and Light and we were talking about you know people he's having come in there, and then how he's talked to book, booking and promoting guys about, dude. There's so many sub genres, like it just goes and goes and goes. And yeah. I mean, you guys are definitely more the traditional style. Tyler, you're more traditional and more Americana. Like, I mean, or what do you consider yourself to be? I consider myself a folk singer. Kind of yeah. Tried and true. Like I just write folk songs. Right. Yeah. Whatever. That's, probably more accurate whatever kind of genre they fall into after that it's just kind of wherever my head was at the time but right. yeah. it's a lot of country it's a lot of folk it's just uh, yeah. Yeah. right and that's an exhausting thing to do is to try to categorize everything you know we say country music but that is just an easy term for right an overall puts blank, it in a blanket yeah just a huge umbrella of um of sounds there in a way but um i don't know there's a big debate over terms right and I mean, it's one that, or, yeah, you know, yeah. it's one that'll definitely. I've seen it cause fights among people. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not worth it. You, 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 you like it or you don't. Yeah, it's the exact opposite thing that you should get caught up on. Yeah. Is like what you're calling yourself. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The sound well, speaks for itself. Just one of the last shows we played, a lady came up and she said, "I I never liked country music, but I love what you guys are doing." And it's just such a funny thing to and hear. Honestly, I've heard I've had other people where I've sent them your songs and they're like, "I hate country, but oh my god, they're really good." So I mean, I don't know if it's just you guys the way that you <laughs> are together or it's you might just not want to tell you that your friends suck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that too. I mean, and I'm okay with that, but <laughs> I think well-made music shines through. I mean, cuz I I listen to hip-hop or metal I mean all right. well-made music shines through it does yeah um, so yeah I mean going back to uh, real country I mean that was definitely has to be a highlight I mean I would imagine and I watching that like Riley and I were sitting there watching and like I think we both started to cry like when you guys <laughs> walked on and then I started thinking about how is Kendra standing in front of Shania Twain and not just losing her mind right now? But like you guys said, it all happened so yeah, fast. Yeah, I, I really didn't like think about how big of a thing it was until we were actually watching it when it right. aired. Like when we were there, I mean, I, the more we got into it, the more I realized, oh, this is like a big deal. Like it's a big production and there's a lot going yeah. into this. And so I, I realized that part, but it didn't really hit me like how surreal it was that we had even done it like right. until afterwards, really. I mean, 
I still don't even think of it in, a, in that grand context. No, like, that. like I, I think of, yeah, I think and of like, it worked out for us, but, you know. I think of like being there and the work that we put into like, because that was one, that was one shot we got was yeah. to walk out on stage. So we, um, we had rehearsed those songs and like, you only, they're not going to back it up and let you right. redo it when you're out there. So uh, we had been there rehearsing. We shot all the like different, um, promo things and things like that so we had been there like preparing for it and I think of all of that as like a totally different thing than what aired if that makes sense because there was so many we met so many people we hung out with so many people we were in Nashville just hanging out with people at night too like making connections or just seeing old friends and like it just it was such a fun experience and then what you see is just such a small part of that right yeah and that's I mean that's the thing like you look at it they make it seem like it wasn't just like go out, play, get off, like, next one, go, like, it, that made it seem like it was drawn out, but... Well, no, um, it, it, it wasn't like, just go, 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 oh, like yeah. that, I mean, you, the whole taping was three or four hours for those three yeah, hours, just, you know, so it wasn't like they're just right. rushing you through, we, you know, you spent, they had a lot of art, 21 artists that go, that yeah. it takes a lot of time to go out and interview them and, and take photos of them, you know, or video and to put together the... The right. intro package where they tell people about you and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, you know, so we had a lot of downtime. Like they at first told us, like this is gonna be a grueling schedule. And it was really grueling for the crew because they were constantly working. Right. But like, they would like work with one group of artists and then the next group and then, like we were done with our thing for the day and we're like we have the whole day <laughs> just to hang out, you know. So yeah, it was it was fun. Um, right on, like, and Tyler. So like, you weren't a part of that, unfortunately, but. You know, you've been doing a lot of traveling and playing yourself. Um, you know, you want to talk a little bit about what you've been up to when you haven't been with these guys, which I know we steal them a lot. Yeah, very little. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's my preferred place to be. I'd rather be playing these songs. The uh, it's it's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into like booking a tour and stuff. Right, it's work that I'm. Less enthusiastic about them than yeah. you know, jumping in a van with Cole and Kendra and having fun. <laughs> well, he plays a lot of the shows, uh, like last night in, in um, Des Moines, he and Jake both right. opened acoustic wise, but sometimes when we're doing the acoustic shows, either Tyler will open or during our set he'll play too. So it's a cool way for your music, I feel like, to get out there and yeah. expose right. you to new people, you know. Yeah, yeah and your there's a couple of times well. when, you know, I've seen you guys when he wasn't with you guys and you played like Time Don't Heal which Tyler wrote, mm-hmm. which is such an awesome song. Um, and, I mean, you guys definitely do it justice. I don't know if anybody... I, don't <laughs> I mean, Tyler, yeah. it's hard to beat Tyler, but yeah. if he's not doing it, you know, your guys' version is incredible. Um, that's that's the, the most humbled and, like, warm I've ever felt was hearing these two sing that song first. Right, because I sent you, the first time I heard it, I sent you the video, yeah. and he was like, are you kidding me? Like, wasn't it? It was a here. It was here gospel, gospel yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I can't believe that. Like, that's the coolest thing ever. So that was cool, and, you know, we've had discussions about all sorts of stuff, but outside of that, like, um, influences. I mean, Tyler, what are some of yours, like? Uh, a lot of songs. I mean, just songwriter guys. Uh, I mean, Willie Nelson's a huge had a huge impact on me. Like the Redheaded Stranger album was formative, even though my songs don't necessarily reflect my influences. But, you know, uh, a lot of bluegrass influence. Um, uh, some modern guys too. I mean, Waylon Payne, his record like came out in like 2003. I just recently stumbled onto it, and then 
thanks to John Goolsby turned me on to it and it just changed yeah. me, man. Goolsby's magic yeah. when it comes to new music. Yeah. Right. You know, guys like him and uh, David Ramirez, uh, uh, Rustin Kelly, his record that came out last year was incredible. Just stuff like that, right. modern stuff too. And, uh, but you, Cole, like, I mean, I kind of have an idea from as long as I've known you, but yeah. there's people who don't. Right, you know, I... I grew up a 90s country kid. There went Elvis walking by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to show, man. Anyhow, no, I grew up a 90s uh, kid, so a lot of 90s country was, was huge. Um, but all of the 90s rock and roll, and then a lot of the old southern rock and the old country, you know, of course, the Waylands and George Jones and Merle Haggards and Roger Miller was a, a big one. Um, but uh, when I really kind of got into performing and, and um, writing songs and playing this kind of music, it was guys like Jason Bolin and Hayes Carl, who we were lucky enough to see last night in uh, Des Moines after our show. Um, those guys and the cross-Canadian ragweeds and, you know, the stuff that was coming out of Oklahoma and Texas that wasn't mainstream radio, that was the first time I learned that, holy shit, there's an, there's an underground here. Right. And that opened up a just a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah, Chris but, Knight was that guy for me. Like, yeah, so yeah, he was definitely like framed and all that yeah. when it first came out back in the day. Yeah. Creep, that just blew my mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing bad that Chris Knight does yeah. and all. Yeah. What about it? Oh, man. Um, when I first started playing guitar, Leanne Walmack was like the the one that I listened to on repeat. I sang like, I, I tried to learn every Leanne Walmack song I could on the guitar. Um, and it, it was a weird thing when I realized that she didn't, like I just assumed when I was younger, I just assumed like if somebody was singing a song that that's their song, you know, but then to realize like there's all these incredible songwriters and she just picks the, the good right, songs right. to always have on albums. But then I started, uh, when I met Cole actually is when I realized that there was that whole underground that I knew nothing about. And um, that kind of really Cole was a huge inspiration for me just realizing that like you you can you can do this for a living yeah. I didn't realize I thought it was just a dream that I had when I was a kid singing right. into a hairbrush you know like I didn't realize that people actually tried right. you know right. and fooled you well and then I mean <laughs> the first the first John D. Hill bar party we went to we met Jason and Courtney for the first time, Jason and Beattie. Jason Beattie and Courtney Patton, and then I started following Courtney, and she put out a record, her first album, not long after that, mm -hmm. and I fell in love with that, and then I remember going to Steamboat the first year, and all the women That's, that I was yeah. seeing there, and got introduced to all these, because at first I was like, well, yeah, there's Jason Bolin, right. and there's all these guys, but like, where are the chicks? And right. then I went to Steamboat, I was like, oh my gosh, Kyle yeah, yeah, Jamie Trisha's, yeah, like all of them, yeah. that it just blew my mind, and then opened up a whole new world of music for me there. So. Right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, you guys have a pod, I know you've got a podcast deal, right? Uh, Cole and I, we yeah, messed around with something for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't yeah. come out. I don't know if, I don't know if we I feel bad. It may never see it. the light of day. Yeah, it, I was it, always looking forward to like. It did not have marathon legs, we'll put it that way. It was not, it was not an idea. <laughs> it was basically the equivalent of, uh, it was funny, but it was basically the equivalent of us just eating that mustard. Right. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was just it was just like like so lunchroom like, dares right. for, yeah. for like an hour. It was fun though, and I, I, I we definitely want to do something. And there are like we we all love podcasts. Like yeah. we spend a lot of time on the road listening yeah. to podcasts. Yeah. My my brother has a podcast that's real fun. And, you know we've I know Cole's got a lot of ideas for you know, yeah. I've, I always didn't want to be that person, and I've lately like Joe Rogan all the time. Yeah, like, listening yeah. to his stuff and. 
He's the king. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is pretty. Oh, I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, he was on Rogan. Oh, <laughs> no, he, he has his own. Does he? I yeah. guess it makes sense. Everybody yeah, he's got his own. Um, and it's he gets all sorts of different people on there. That's cool. And, um, but yeah, no, that's. I was always hoping something would come because it always sounded entertaining. Because I was yeah. hearing about this game. game. Maybe what was the game that you guys were just playing? Out. I still have the web domain. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played the game? I have never played the game. I've always heard about Buddy. the game. The game. I'm about, about to turn your podcast into the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the whole odds. And we hand me one of those beers that are in there. Always oh, see oh, so the stuff. Yeah, like the, whatever the one Skinner yeah. has. It's the a lining Google oh. grapefruit shandy. It's probably kind of, been in there since always, last summer, but I think the funniest part of it is yeah, always the, seeing what Tyler has to end up doing when he loses. Like that stuff tends to make me yeah. laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It's, uh, so let's go with this route. So, either what you have in your on your phone or whatever your top five like albums or your top five like vinyl, what are you what are you spending right now? Right now, or like my top five all time, or like either one. <laughs> like my favorite record, period, all time is Graceland by Paul Simon. I mean, that's the greatest record nice. ever made, as far as I'm concerned. But like I'm listening, I mean, still I'm so stuck on Waylon Payne right now. Um, just look at Spotify. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was like. I'm scared to see what I'm going to Kendra's been listening to Britney Spears. No. <laughs> I mean, I've been digging the shit out of some Steel Woods. Yeah. I still yeah, just, I, I can't, get, I just, when I want a good rock band, like, I just go with Steel Woods. Like, yeah. I mean. I find myself listening to their version of Wild and Blue, like, once a day. Yeah, I finally, like, I hadn't listened to them until yeah. I saw them open for Jinx back in October here in KC. Well, man, they do that rock sound so well, but, yeah. um. Wes Bayless just can just sing his ass off, right. and it's just quality. It's just good. Rock yeah, and roll. it really is. Like, it's with that countryside, that kind of southern rock. It's just good. Yeah. I went back to the Angelina Presley album Wrangled, um, like last week. I was listening to that again, yeah. which is so good. It's one of my. It's a, that's one of my top favorite albums. Me and Cole had a reminiscing time. Though we were in, we did like a three day run. Well, well, three of us were in three day run in Illinois. And Iowa, and me, me and Cole went back to a, our Metallica S and M. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was only so much of that. Right, I think everybody's gone through a Metallica phase. Like, yeah, I'm still there. Like, I was like a junior in high school, like just full of Metallica. Albums. I still love Metallica. Yeah. I've seen them four times. I've seen that. I've seen Metallica more than any other band. We did a Matchbox Twenty phase oh. not too long ago. We were listening to a lot of. Dude, that. Yeah, yourself or someone like that. Right. And Maroon Five, album. we were listening to old Maroon Five. Yeah, I, I was never as much into them. I, I liked that first Mash album. The song's that about was, Jane. That yeah. first album was awesome, but no, Sugar Ray when I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the album that I got it. And you're an Uncle Cracker fan, aren't you? No, I heard the first album. <laughs> and set. And, 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 but that was it. After that, I, I didn't do any more Cracker. Um, I did. Unfortunately, I was really obsessed with Creed. Like, Everybody had jars of clay, man. Like, there's no I had about. all the albums. Okay, well, like, <laughs> no, you not just. I was trying to dig you that. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying no, to help. Throw like, your bone there. Yeah. Like ladder out of the hole. But, yeah. No. Unfortunately, no, Creed, Creed and I, was huge. Right. They were till I mean, like you know Scott Staff went. Super crazy, but yeah, a little nuts. That happens. A little axle rip. You'll have that though. Yeah, you know? you'll you'll have that. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Um, 
Yeah. And occasionally, I dive back into when I was like six years old and play some New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Because I was oh, obsessed we, with New Kids on the Block. We had a real throwback on our way to Montana when I pulled up uh, Chipmunks uh, Gone Country. Oh. <laughs> Which yeah, I've, I've never, never heard. I've never calmed down that rap. Oh, buddy. gosh. Al, Alvin's singing Achy Breaky Heart with, uh, with oh, Billy Ray Cyrus and Change Your Day. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy, oh. Wyn- Tammy Wynette and whatever Alvin's girlfriend was, they yeah. sing uh, Stand By Your Man together on there. Oh. Uh, Aaron Tippin and Simon sing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Oh, my God. I love that radio. Yeah, because there ain't nothing wrong with your radio. No, Simon goes, there isn't anything wrong yeah, with the radio. And he goes, Simon, 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 you're singing it all wrong. So there ain't nothing wrong with the radio. Oh, my God. Wow. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, no, like, I I really like Red Shahan stuff right now. Like that guy's incredible. Um, but no, that's. Um, have you listened to Charlie Stout? I have not. So he's a photographer that he put out this record that he recorded all in one go in this old church. Oh, we listened to it one day. He recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like eight tracks. He recorded it all in one go in this old church off the highway in like right. New Mexico or something. Wow. Check him out, man. He's really good. Yeah, I I will. I mean, I'm always open to. Tell people, I'm like, I love to find new, you know, mm-hmm. especially people I respect that, like, yeah. you know, people like you and Goolsby, like. Don't, don't respect that guy. Goolsby's so funny. If I'm ever <laughs> posting anything on Instagram, like, looking for, like, what's what's everybody right. listening to? He'll send me, like, a ton of stuff, like, he's, a, he, he's a trip, man. He's one of my yeah. favorite people. Oh my yeah. He's, yeah. he's the best. Yeah. He does, I don't think he does anything but sit on Instagram, like, nonstop. <laughs> All the time. It's probably why he never texts anybody back all the time. <laughs> That's just because he's a musician, man. <laughs> I'll text him. Well, John's a phone call guy. You gotta call him. Yeah, me. I'll text him and it'll be like three weeks later. I'll see him. He'll be like, "Sorry, I didn't text you back." Like, oh, but you remembered that. Okay, well that counts. So, I'm, yeah. I'm constantly apologizing for late texts. I pretty much start every text with, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah, I think I'm sorry for the delay. Yeah, you probably got one. I, I have gotten. Yeah. One or two like that. You should that. see my email inbox. And over the years, I've started so many different email addresses. It's see, I'm such a like, I have to have all notifications cleared. I'm like, I can't, I can't have yeah. anything showing popping up. I like yeah, to pretend they don't exist. I go through and I clear stuff, <laughs> I organize yeah, stuff. I'm the same. I, I, I have very minimal notifications. Yeah. And my email has like 10,000 unread emails. Like, I, I just, I I just see that little red box and I'm like, Oh, it's there. I yeah. think I should just delete them all. I'm like, no, it's in there is something important that I need. Well, that you're never going to go through. No, but somebody asked me, basically it's like an index. I can go back and search. Like, oh, you need yeah. to go on like an actual hard computer and just like do the open thing and then just hit the down yeah. arrow a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Like rate it sort of thing. Marks everyone is red. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have done that. That is a nice loop. Mark all, yeah. check is red. Yeah. yeah. And then just oh yeah, that off. works. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this, I don't know how to use computers very well. <laughs> well, no, I do, it off, I do it off my phone. I don't remember the last time outside of my work computer I turned a regular, like, personal computer on. I don't even think my laptop works anymore. Oh, yeah. So I bought one recently, like, there was, like, a student special, and I had my student ID, which looks nothing like me. Right. It's, like, 10 years old, but I still used it at Best Buy. I bought this laptop for $200, and then it stayed in my car. I've used it twice. Right. Like... So they didn't question you because of the beard and yeah. the long hair. Like, well, I didn't even have a beard back then. Uh, right. Like, that's... Like, no, I've been in the you know library studying. Yeah. I want the like yeah. <laughs> ten years. I went somewhere with a friend recently who's I'm 33 and he's got, he's close to 40, and he used his student ID somewhere, 
and it worked. Paul? Yeah. That's so funny. Like, I, I, don't, I, like, I bet he I looks exactly the same. Though. Probably. Yeah. I didn't look at it. I was like, damn. Should have kept that ID. I don't look. I have no clue where my. Yeah. I could probably still get away with my student IDs. Let's go. Let's go audit some classes and get a new student ID. (laughs) I look like I ate that kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No. Um. So what all you guys got? I mean, you just put out a new single, which is fan and video, which are both fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you guys working on a new album as well? That I think that's the main goal of this year. We've been writing a fair bit, uh, and the guys we haven't in the past haven't done a ton of co-writing, but we have uh, started writing some with um, Jared Hicks and Orrin Thornton, which are long. Jared's a longtime friend of ours and um, songwriter. Orrin's a great producer guy. He just happens to live in Springfield. Works a lot out of Nashville. Um, so we've written some songs with them, which has been kind of cool. Uh, we haven't done that a lot. We actually. Uh, wrote one with Tyler the other night that was fun so we're kind of exploring different things writing wise and got a lot of material yeah. we have enough to to make an album but I want to have more honestly right. and I'm not sure that we've written the album yet that we really need to yeah. Yeah. we want to release that we really I mean, you've probably got, yeah so you've got enough where you can pop some singles out but not the not the, the meat co- the not the meat that you want yeah, like, yeah. I don't know I kind of full on album like yeah I, um, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. I just I feel like there's, we're just a few songs away from really having um, something special. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think... It's going to take writing 20, though, to get those extra... Right. <laughs> right. That's the gotta, thing. Got to write some stinkers yeah. to get to the good ones. Yeah. I always I, think about the, the Metallica DVD. The, 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 Metallica, some kind of monster. Whenever they put out that record, the documentary followed them. They had like a hundred songs and they were just coming down, paring it down. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. so I just saw Mike and the Moon Pies a few weeks ago and I've known those guys for years and was talking to them and, I mean, Mike, I think they're, Adam Odor, who produced their last album yeah. and he's on the road with them, he said they've got probably at least a hundred songs yeah. That are just said, yeah. sitting there, which is why they're going to put two albums out this year. That's what I heard. I was like, damn it, man. You yeah. guys are making everything. Spring awesome. and fall. But they're great, so hands yeah. off to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, one of them's already done. And so I was just like, God, I can imagine having that amount of songs you're just sitting on. To, you know, well, that's probably Tyler Giles. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a funny thing out in like two, almost three years though. So yeah, <laughs> which though, your EP years, still is years. holding strong on a lot of stuff. I mean, it's oh, great. it's solid. Yeah, I mean, people are really sweet, man. That's a, I, don't, I, don't, I never expected to have the the amount of you know, support from folks that that record kind of. Got, you know, oh yeah, it's really nice. I mean, all the time. It's, I mean, even now, I just saw people the other day still sharing, mm. you know, yeah. stuff. It's cool. So I mean, it's you're you always kill me because you're always one of those like super humble. Like I'm not that, no self esteem, right? No <laughs> self esteem. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not humble at all. Like, I'm really like really sarcastic and rude. <laughs> I think I'm great. I, I just don't think. But I'm then great. I see you play a place like a couple weeks ago when you were up here and we were at Westport Saloon. You played that place and it was packed full of people, all singing your songs, yeah. you know, shouting stuff out. I mean, That's definitely like my home base. I love that place with all my heart. Travis, who runs the place, has always been just the greatest dude to me. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a good a good place. I mean, 
I try to avoid that whole area unless somebody I know. <laughs> it's an oasis. Yeah. You know, it's definitely an oasis. <laughs> it's playing at Westport Saloon. Yeah. That's the only time I'll go down there. But the saloon is a, is, a, is a shining light in the dark. That's the only place I feel safe there. Yeah. As, uh, <laughs> as a, you know, 200 plus pound, six foot four gigantic guy for me to feel safe and one spot like that. Well, in any place that has Johnny Cash flipping you off, painted on the right. wall, you know you're in a good spot. Right, That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, um, what else is coming up? You guys got more shows, I know. We're going to, uh, we have a show tonight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's next. At Knuckleheads. That's the next thing. Knuckleheads. Uh, we uh, sold out Bucks Bar and Grill. Uh, yeah, sold out. Um, so you get a fancy little trophy tomorrow. Night. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna give me one or not, but he should, probably should, or I'm gonna be pissed. We're gonna burn it. Down. <laughs> yeah, we'll burn that place down. Yeah. You know, no, I'm gonna be pissed if it just says Cole Porter yeah, on it. Yeah. Like, Ooh, no, he, yeah. everybody, he, everybody keeps saying Cole's getting his trophy. It's more likely to say, well, because I've always been the one bugging him about selling out. I've always wanted to do that for him because he's believed in us for five years and lost a lot of money paying us to come through there when nobody gave a shit. You know, besides right. him. You know, they just recently had the, the flooding and his bar took on water. His wife was stranded in their house for several days. He couldn't get to either. Um, a lot of people lost a lot of things and, and uh, the bar's somehow standing. It's right there on the river. It's yeah. Right there on the river. And so this will be one of the first shows. Um, I think they have one tonight there. Yeah. But, so it'll just be a cool night tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Plus having Jake Stringer and Better Than Nothing, who's also playing with us tonight. You know, Jake's our drummer, but uh, also just an awesome talent. Right, which helps with you guys having built-in openers and your pedal it's, player man, and your drummer. And, you know. What I'm realizing, I think what we're all realizing, is uh, this is so much about um, creating your own family. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody Jinx has been a great model of that, of, you know, he had some success, but he took those like Ward and those other guys who are his good buddies, and they created something together. They go out and support each other, and uh, that's what I think we just want to create our own thing like that. It, yeah. it just makes sense, and you, you're surrounded by people that you love and believe in and can trust, and um, we're all kind of chasing the same dream. If we can help each other, um, you know, Jake helps us by um, playing drums for us, and, and uh, we hopefully get him in front of some people that uh, maybe hadn't seen him yet, right. you know, and. Uh, same with Tyler too. Right? Yeah, same with Tyler, of course. But you know, it, it's like I mean, we're we're gone so much from our own actual families that like we, it's almost like we just created one. I mean, we did. We created one around us that we can have at all times, people that we love and trust and have a good time with. Right. It makes all the difference. In the world. It does. I, I see this versus those guys that are out there just completely by themselves and what a different, much different existence that must be. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those guys that are, you know, do a lot of the stuff by themselves or you know where their band is just that their band and they're not super tight and it seems like those people are always just miserable like they just want to go up play their stuff drink a ton and then just do their own thing yeah and i don't show. blame them man if i was that way i mean this is a soul-sucking thing sometimes and when you go up there at night on a night and you're not into it and you tell the crowd's not into it it hurts and I'm, deep level and if you feel alienated man and the best way to escape that sometimes is just to booze it up and you know I mean, that, I mean that's just how it works sometimes you know I mean it could be like a defeating cycle it can be yeah I feel like for me like I'm most happy and comfortable whenever we get to go out and play like when I go right. home it's like I've got a checklist of things I need to do and I feel yeah. kind of out of, out of place yeah. whenever we get to come out and hang out and play shows I'm just happy as a lark oh yeah like that's 
That's for sure. But when you're out on the road, like, you don't put out as many of your cool little videos of <laughs> stuff. You mean the one video I do a year? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I go back and watch the same video over and over and over and over. So all those plays have been you. <laughs> yeah, probably. I love that Riley's behind going... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, all the time. We did kind of a little candid video shoot with Tyler the other night. We had to do something for fully clothed. Everyone was fully clothed. Yeah, unfortunately. Right. Um, so yeah, I think there's gonna be some cool stuff coming yeah. up. Yeah. Tyler here pretty quick. No, that's uh, it's good to hear. Yeah. No, I mean, watch it, over and over again. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I think I've cycled through his, all the stuff on YouTube with him and you know, all your guys' old stuff, like when you still had short hair and no facial hair. Before I was a caveman. Yeah. Stuff before Kendrick back, came around. I was going to say, yeah. probably back when I was had a different last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, seems so long ago. It was. Like, that's, I always think I back did. to, like, God, how long have I and, well, you know, known you guys for a long time yeah. now? And so yeah. to see where you guys are at now from then, like, just oh. blows me away. And well, it's crazy on this end because I think about how long I've been doing this now and how little. I feel like I know way more than I did then, but how little I still know now. I wonder how dumb I really was back then. <laughs> what, you know, how little I truly knew. Right, yeah. you know, about what I was getting myself into, what I was doing, what I, who I was. Oh, and oh. Uh, oh, and here comes Jesse Harris. Jesse. How you doing? This guy. Jesse, what are the odds you'll chase shots. your shot with mustard? Yeah. Uh, how much money you got? That's not the odds. Well, that's, 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 that's not how, how the game works. Listen, Mr. Jesse, Brandon Mason's got Brandon Mason's got my talking points today. I thought I ruined y'all's interview. No, man, we're just in here. casual. It's, it's nothing professional by any means, so, yeah, especially since Jesse's here. Yeah, sorry, I bogarted you. Uh, you are you here, but let me Hey, do you bring shots? You can bogart anything. Right? This is Jesse Harris of... Uh, you didn't have to do that. Formerly of the Jesse Harris. The greatest, the greatest opening band of all time. <laughs> I used to play steel guitar for Jesse, actually. And then you got talent and moved up. You had some uh, sweet parties at your house. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, why did you do Cheers. this? Cheers. Cheers. This is Jameson, by At least the way. it's not a nigga okay. mom. Like, I know, I thought about getting you. Yeah, I know you did. I'm broke. I can't afford that. God, you I hate buy shots at all, man. Oh, that's terrible. Thanks, my friend. Woohoo! Yeah, uh, it's no, you're still, you're still playing quite a bit. I yeah. played a little bit here and there. Not quite a bit. And since you're here, well, I mean, since half consider of you, reti- you retired, you, yeah, right? Since <laughs> yeah, since half of what you announced a while ago was here. Yeah, so we got <laughs> what, um, Mr. John Goolsby. <coughs> God damn. Me, Tyler, John Goolsby, Chad, Chad Vaughn. Here, May twenty third. Be nice at the Gospel House. Be fun. We'll figure that out. We are actually in the Fender Bender, the Fender Bender? Lounge. What is that? So uh, I'm not for sure exactly what it's called, yeah. but it's in the garage and it's a small venue that they set up. Oh, so oh, it's like in the front. It's where the bar's at. Because yeah. I saw Alan oh, Hood cool. play there. It is important that we are as close to the, the bar as right. possible. They, yeah, it's no, right, right, he's doing. right next. To yeah, that would that would be that's, cool. That's where Adam Hood and his drummer and his bass player like they played right there i didn't they had, realize they could close they that had, off and just they didn't it was still open i mean they pulled the curtain they throw a curtain but they yeah. put out couches and stuff cool. and it was legit it's gonna be very much more like a lounge yeah, show cool. than like uh 
So you're gonna like Jeez. sing on top of a piano type lounge? <laughs> if my dress allows it. <laughs> Make sure it's got a long enough slit. It has to have yeah. a, a slit that goes up high enough so you can Message move. me, girlfriend. You can move properly. I'll oh, let you know. There's a lot of coming out of the mushroom moon, Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I so glad. I just came up with it too. That was it. I saw exactly what you meant. This went down so fast. I'm a painter with words. What can I say? When Jesse Harris walks in, it's not the first time that the conversation takes place. Dude, I honestly legitimately miss hanging out with your crazy ass. Man, we've had so many fun times. I saw the time you serenaded me and Kendra when we were in the. Cab- no, we were in the cabin. A tornado came through. Yeah. Jesse, oh, yeah. Jesse didn't know yeah. we were in the cabin, and yeah. uh, he was just out there just singing his heart out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I like that with Luther Vandross on the regular show. He never played. Yeah. yeah. There was a tornado. There was a tornado. My yeah. Show. No, but then I got rip roaring drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just no. I think we all did. Yeah. So we were reminiscing about. He, he said one of his. Uh, fondest memories of me and him was I used to host a songwriter night at the Westport Saloon on Tuesday nights and had Jesse come up one time and play and once once, uh, once. His, his gal made it emphatically clear that that was never to happen again at least it was after the show ended I just remember Jesse had his shirt off <laughs> at the bar? At the bar. Yeah, yeah. At, literally at the bar. His shirt was just off. Was it and like then, the bar still open? Yeah. Or end of the night? It was, oh, it was, it was, you never like, around. It was, it was, it was, it was before 10 o'clock. Anytime no. he got yeah. done playing, like he always had that pearl snap shirt. Yeah, and he, he just, just ripped it off. He just so whoosh, nothing changed. Done. It has changed. So he, yeah, it uh, has not. He lost his keys. He lost his keys and like it was like Lisa. He said it was three days before he got his car back. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a brutal one. The saloon is dangerous in itself. Like it, it's it just happens. (laughs) Yeah, bad bad things can happen. We have though, man. I remember I've stayed. uh, Do you guys still have my bedroom? At your house? Yeah. yeah. You gave it to the cat for a little while. Yeah. yeah. I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. It's still there if you ever need a crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It should be in there. We uh, we had many a a fun night. I did, man. Like it talks. We did yeah. a lot of fun. Those, that's what's, those that's lake fests, the, yeah, the, the several yeah. lake fests in a row. Yeah. And old Spring Break Kendra. The, oh, the, the Spring Break slap Christmas. in the bag. Yep, oh, slap, slap in the bag. In the bag. Yeah. You guys yeah. played some Christmas shows with us, didn't you? Yeah, uh, you guys You guys came down and did our... Did the Shoei Ball one year. Oh, I, yeah, I played Christmas shows with you. I thought you guys yeah. did our no. Christmas show. I never played with you uh, we did the record bar back when before it was a different location. We had strip mall, I think, with you guys yeah. one time, but it wasn't Christmas. I don't think. Oh, I thought it was. We did it, and that's the show that I was thinking of. We did a Christmas show at the record bar. For yeah. Three or four years. But yeah, you did yeah. sweaty ball. The sweaty ball. Yeah, we yeah. did sweaty ball. You had what's her name playing fiddle? Uh, Colleen. Yeah, Colleen yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was fun, man. You guys were awesome. Your, your band was always so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> Y'all just did like a reunion thing, right? Was that last no, year? No, no, it was two years ago. Yeah, two, years two years ago, years ago already? Yeah. God, time flies. Yeah, it's crazy, wow. man. And we only did a reunion thing because a bunch of people kept asking Pester and me about it. And so I was like, all right, we'll do, I'll fish it around, you know, and see what we catch. And then uh, nobody came to the reunion. <laughs> 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 we were like, where the hell are these people that have been Right, we were like, we're like, we did a poll and nobody like, really. Well, I don't know, we had like a hundred and 
we sold like 150 or 175 tickets. For in the Voodoo Lounge. Well, we put it in the Voodoo Lounge. <laughs> that's a still a good amount of people. Yeah, yeah I mean, but that's it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, so. The Voodoo Lounge like, is big. You know, 600 looks like nobody there. Right. So yeah. We uh, we made a few mistakes on that little comeback. <laughs> yeah. A couple of mistakes were made. But it's been a couple years, so you can try again, right? And no, no, no. And that's what I had two messages today after I posted this thing about the song swap. I got a, uh, an email from my mom, or a text message from my mom, saying like, oh my God, are you pregnant? <laughs> and then uh, a couple of text messages or Facebook messages about the Sparrows doing a reading show. Like, Everybody nah. wants it, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not in the cards. What's her, I mean, I, Find Noah what's everybody up to? You say Noah's, what's he? That's wild man. Yeah. And Noah has a band, man, he's amazing. Uh, he's with Daniel Louise. Uh, the Meadow Makers. Okay. Phenomenal. I see, like, he's out all the time playing yeah. all over the place, man. Yeah. yeah. And he's in, in the last, like, year and a half or so, he's really, really done a lot more yeah. shows. The Meadow Makers, her and him and Dana have done quite a bit, and they're on the road quite a bit. That's Dana cool. always has been. Yeah. She's phenomenal. But I'm sorry again. Thank you so much for having no, me. No, hey, thanks yeah. for the shots. Cheers, thanks for the shots. Better than nothing than about yeah. the start, so we're probably about. I mean, what. Uh, before we wrap this up, is nobody gonna shove yellow mustard in their mouth? Tyler escaped without. Yeah, yeah he's he kind of. He, he did the old Irish goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'd have done it, but it's that shot got me. It's still tasting in my throat. Ugh. Um, yeah, I mean, so you guys are just plans are just be Dude, on the road keep this on year. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, just yeah. keep grinding away, man. We look at this thing as um, just. We're not out there hoping somebody comes along and discovers us and thinks that we deserve a record label. We just kind of figure we'll just keep grinding at it, putting out music and making friends and fans and just grow this thing. Right. You know, and that's people don't realize you don't have to freaking sell out arenas to make a living playing music or to consider yourself making it as a musician. You just have to keep doing it. And, you know, you got to put food on your table and pay the bills, right. but yeah. you don't have to be a mega star to do that. You don't have to anything you don't want to do exactly. and it makes it a slower process you know we're kind of um stubborn about a lot of that well, stuff that's you know, what we... cole says but i i'm happy to if there is anyone listening i'm happy to sell out i'm happy no i'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. yeah no i mean it there's worse things than having people like travis trick in your corner or people like hunter Hayes <laughs> saying he would pay any amount of money to watch you two sit on <laughs> stairs and sing with just a guitar so well, he hasn't offered any money yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting. Right, right, right. Like, hey, Get the checkbook out, Hunter, and I'll be on my way, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, all right, well, you know, we'll let you guys go so you can get ready for the show. Cool, man. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think it's cool you're doing the podcast, and uh, I hope you keep with it, man. I really Try. do. You know, yeah. you'll yeah. be uh, next thing I know, you'll be the... The next Joe Rogan. No. <laughs> You're going to have to start lifting like monkey shaped kettlebells and though. Smoking, and, and smoking yeah, a ton of weed. And DMT. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I'm a huge Rogan fan. Like, I, I listen to that dude all the time. Yeah. But I love the podcast format and uh, I think it's cool that you're doing it, man. I hope you keep with it. Yeah, that's the plan, hopefully. I mean, since, you know, there's not a lot of people. I try to mostly do local, regional, because I don't think everybody gets, you know, the recognition or the spotlight like they should so just trying to do what I can to spread that well, people like us need all the avenues we can yeah. you don't take you need know. oh we do man this thing is this thing is <laughs> dependent on folks like you who love I music and care I remember when I 
it was every 100%. month and a half you were around here, and now it's like once a year I'm lucky <laughs> to see you guys play. Wow. So uh, there's worse things though than for you know you guys to not be having to come to the same place every month. So yeah, no, it just means you're getting you know hopefully it means that you're getting out and going to new places, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, so you can't always. Plus, you know, once you, you start playing some place too often, you know, people are like, oh, I can see those guys anytime, you <laughs> right. know. So we go out and we, we try to make new fans and new places, and um, it's a chance for us, an excuse for us to go see new places. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right, cool. Well, it was good talking and yeah, man, yeah. catching yeah, up and learning a little too much about some people. <laughs> so now is the time for your sponsors. Is this where you list your sponsors? Are you yeah, sponsored I mean, by Squarespace or the Fleshlight or the Fleshlight? Jameson, and Marble Lights, Marble Lights, Heinz Mustard, yeah, and Bushlight. Yeah. So that yeah. was very cool. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. See Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed that interview with Cole and Kendra Porter and Tyler Giles. Next up, we've got Dave Kennedy, who was also another member of Travis Tritt's team on Real Country. Um, he passed through Kansas City a few weeks back, and I had the pleasure of getting to sit down and talk with him. Uh, day, a little bit about Dave Kennedy. With a voice like a runaway freight train, Dave Kennedy has been a singer-songwriter for nearly a decade, and his influences in both old and new country, mixed with a little rock and roll. Although his daughter and his wife keep him longing for home, Kennedy recently toured the country with artist Drake White, and is starting to work on his first full-length solo album. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Dave, who is a splendid, phenomenal singer-songwriter and definitely one of the top five best vocalists I have ever witnessed in person. So enjoy this interview with Dave Kennedy, and we'll talk to you guys later. All right, so we're sitting here with Dave Kennedy. Um, some of you might know him off of TV lately, off of Real Country, um, but everybody should know who this guy is. How you doing, man? <laughs> doing great. Doing um, great. Happy to be out this way. For sure. It's. Uh, I was talking to Jim last night, and uh, I couldn't believe it. You, nobody's ever had you up here. Like, man, you know, it's just a, it's a kind of a circumstantial thing. You know, we. Um, it's, it's as much because I got real comfortable playing in East Tennessee for a long time and had my places where I could play and pay the rent and, and got married. And, and that, you know, is awesome and a great decision. But, you know, that's, a, that's also a new adjustment in your life. And when we had our daughter a few years ago, um, it was just a life circumstance. Her, right, right before she was born, the daycare she was supposed to stay at, um, closed and we were looking for part-time infant care and that's damn near impossible to find and so my wife was her job kept us insured we couldn't afford for her to stay home and so I stayed home for a year because that's what you do you know I mean that's she's more important than everything else and so kind of got started going back up uh, to Nashville more after that uh, went out on the road with Drake White for about four months. So I, I think that we were out this way a couple of times. I was out with him anyway. 
Um, but yeah, this is kind of my first venture out into this area on my own anyway. And so yeah, it's been, but I've had a great time and, and the responses have been good. And yeah, yeah, looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, no, it, uh, show last night was definitely, so I told people today and last night, I said, I've probably only ever seen five people who have given me goosebumps and made my jaw drop, and you were one of those Thanks, last man. night. Well, good. Um, That's, it's all about trying to trying to create an experience for all of us. Right. I, mean, it's, it, I had a good time. So, like, yeah. I had known of you before you were on TV, yeah. but that was the first time I had ever got to really see you or watch you perform I'm on not TV. I apologize because I'm a country uh, but I'm betting you that's pretty strong. And, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. And, Appreciate uh, it. We, uh, and Thanks, buddy. Watching you on there, it's pretty, uh, you're pretty good, but man, the TV definitely does not do you justice in person. Like, that's for sure. Like, the song choices were great, but yeah, I mean, just listening to you in person to where you're not restricted to TV time and yeah, all that stuff. It's a totally different vibe. When, and doing the acoustic thing, you know, I love to play with a band and I love to rock and it's 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 a it's just a different experience. But the the acoustic thing really lets me take my time. Um, it's really just I don't really put together a set list. I have a pretty good idea of you know the ten or twelve songs I want to make sure that I, I play, but kind of want to just see where the journey takes us. Um, you know, on television, and, and I'm very proud of what I did there, and I'm proud of the songs I played, and the band was amazing. Um, but, you know, even the songs I played, I guess Mama Tried, we played the full song, because it's only about yeah. a two-minute song, but we right. even cut out half a verse of Willing, yeah. because it just didn't work for television. And yeah. I, I'd rather play a cool song and cut out half a verse right. than play something Yeah, because it, it was definitely awesome that... I loved your version of Willin, and, yeah. and even Mama tried. I showed it to my grandma today, and <laughs> she was like, "Holy moly, she like, he is so good!" But you were also on a really tough episode. Yeah, for like, sure. I mean, I've known Jada and the Davisons, but Davisons and I we go pretty far back. And I know I'd met Jada, you know, probably earlier that summer. I, I guess down at Key West, the Songwriter Festival. Yeah, I mean, even the production team on on the show kind of was like man y'all's episode is stacked yeah it, it was you know but it was cool because all three of us have made the rounds i mean we are you know we're people who have played the dives and it, yeah. and it really kind of you know people talk a lot about paying their dues and i don't want to be the uh the old guy kind of bitching about the, the new way and but you know we didn't put out necessarily videos on youtube and some, somehow go viral and expect to kind of make it that way. It's kind of did it the old way, and there's not, not the there, Kane Brown way. Of, well, it, you know, it, cover it, songs. Sure, and, and well, and I played until cover songs till I'm blue in the face. You know, there's I, I, I try not to judge what anybody does because I, you know, everybody's journey's different. Uh, I do think that there should, you know, that there is something learned by playing a four-hour set in a in a bar in a wherever to an audience who really probably is only kind of half paying attention um, and learning how to kind of grab a couple of people out of that audience. I do think there's something that's learned in that that is hard to, uh, that's hard to find if you just haven't done it. It's a, it's a 10,000 hours thing, oh, yeah. I believe. Uh, and at least it was for me. That was the right way for me to go about it because I never would have... I just wouldn't have learned 
how to do what I do. Right. And like, even, and that was the first time I had really, that show been introduced to like Jada herself. And then the more I looked, I was like, Jesus, she's, you know, and after, even after that, she can't, uh, Josh Morningstar released mm-hmm. his EP or his album, and yeah, she was on there. Nice. Granger Smith put out his little documentary deal, and then I started looking at a lot of the songs that were off of his last album and on there, and she co-wrote yeah, some of those. Sure. And I, the more I started looking, I was like, Jesus, she's really been around, which, I mean, she inevitably ended up winning. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, everybody I mean, on that episode was a worker, for yeah. sure. I mean, you know, it's and it, it didn't necessarily come easy for any of us. We mm-hmm. all busted our asses right. to, you know, I mean, it's, to be there. You always look at, people look at shows like that, like, you know, American Idol and The Voice and all that, whereas your guys' was kind of unique because there was a lot of big-time names that maybe aren't household names, sure. you know, Bree Bagwell and mm-hmm. Copper Chief and um, Kylie and... Uh, yeah, Kylie Fry and, you know, yourself and Jada and, like, you know, there's a lot of people that were on there. So, I mean, it was it was crazy. I liked the way that they did it, how not everybody was up against each other and it wasn't, like, let the country vote so it was a big popularity contest. Sure. I liked how they did it in the studio. But, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was definitely, you know, and knowing Porter Union for as long as I have, yeah. you know, Watching them, you know, play at the lake when they were just a, you know, red <laughs> dirt band, rock band, you know, and now watching them open for Cody Jinx yeah. and be out on tour and playing all over the country. And, um, yeah, that was, was cool. a, that was a highlight. I, I say that there were, to me, I always say there, there, I had four really big highlights from being on that show. One was playing my favorite song. Willen's my favorite song. It has been for a long time. Uh, playing that, especially, you know, I feel like I lived a lot of that song in a lot of what I said. My daughter's name is Alice, and there's a character yep. in the song called Alice. So. Um, Mama Tried was one, I, and I won't go into detail about the story, but I had, uh, my mom had been holding something over my head for 20 years, and she, and she deserved to. I deserved it. Uh, <laughs> mistake I made a long time ago and playing that song for her finally got that monkey off my back the third one was meeting Colin Kendra I mean I, I just especially Cole and I we just really I remember just sitting kind of in wardrobe days and days you know taking pictures and all that kind of stuff he and I really gravitated toward one another right. I could tell just kind of listening to them that they were into the same kind of stuff I was and then meeting a guy named Larry Fleet Larry right. won his episode and Larry He's a super talented guy and has become a, a dear friend and a songwriting buddy, and I'm as proud as I can be to, to have written yeah. and to know him, too. Um, yeah, no, and that's the thing. Knowing Cole as well as I do and then getting to be around you yesterday and all that, like, you two are definitely a lot alike, uh, which is which is good because everybody <laughs> loves Cole. Yeah. So, um, and then you're talking about wardrobe. You want to talk a little bit about that fancy <laughs> nudie suit you wore uh, sure. for Mama Tried? Well, you know that was um, that was. I, I tell folks that um, part of the secret. Uh, but yeah, that that came from that suit came from. You know, I am completely independent. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I don't have. Um, 
and that's at this point in time kind of by design I, I'm, I'm enjoying just kind of being um, being completely independent and in that you learn how to tell people no and you learn how to be kind about it and so when we went into wardrobe they had gone out and bought a bunch of clothes that they thought would be cool and, and I brought in a bunch of my stuff because I you know I've been doing this for a long time and I like cool stuff um, but they they really wanted things that you know kind of popped and I, and I understand that. I understand that side of it it's you know their their job on that television show was to put out a product that got good ratings so they could sell advertising that's just you know that, that's, that's what it is my job is to make sure that the person that I walked out on stage with is somebody that I can live with forever and you know the decisions I make have consequences for me personally and they would you know they would give me some some choices that I just I just didn't like it just wasn't me it was kind of just I don't want to say broy but it just it just wasn't that sort of like cool old school vintage thing that's kind of my deal and so we kind of settled on that that red shirt that I wore the first and that was cool you know it was very me but they kept wanting, they said for the second round, they really want you to like, to plus it, to wear something just kind of, you know, and they hand me shirts that were bedazzled and all this stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> Joseph was the main guy and he was super duper cool. And I was like, Joseph, this just isn't me, man. Like, I just, I can't do it. And he was like, what do you need? And he was super, super cool about it, like I say, because, and I think he appreciated the fact that I knew who I was and I could be specific about it. He was like, we got to have you in something that's kind of like bigger. I said, well, man, give me a nudie suit. He goes, would you wear a nudie suit? I think they were all really surprised. But, you know, a lot of the folks involved in the show are, came from television. They don't come from, from music, and spe specifically country music, and understand that a nudie suit is as much a part of, a, of country music tradition as a steel guitar is. Yep. And so I was like, man, Graham Parsons is like my hero. He wore nudies. Hank Williams wore nudies. I mean, I was like, yeah, y'all find me a nudie suit, I will wear the shit out of it. Yeah. And so they talked about potentially having Manuel make something, and I was like, well, that would be awesome. But then Joseph, the same guy I mentioned before, said, well, I know this place out in L.A., a wardrobe department that has a bunch of that stuff, and so I'm going to have them ship it down here, and we'll go through it and check it out. Okay. They shipped it, and they had, you know, 10 or 12 different things and we saw we both saw that one and I'm sitting here going I hope that thing fits man and, and it, before I could say it he goes that's the one we want and I was like dude you reading my mail I'm all about it and we I put it on and that thing and I probably lost 15 pounds before I did that show and that thing still was screaming every thread on that bad boy was screaming they, they, they took it out as far as they could and we got it to fit um and the producers were just like, you're going to wear that? Because, you know, I, just, I guess they just didn't think that was something I would do. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, everybody comments about the, me going barefoot. And that was, honestly, you know, I don't really play barefoot, but that suit was old. And it was an actual nudie con nudie suit. I mean, it was a, and, and the man himself made that suit. And it wouldn't fit over my boots. I could, I could, you know, I could have made it happen, but I, I didn't want to take a chance on damaging that. They told me that it was like a ten thousand dollar replacement cost on that thing. 
I, I probably wore the most expensive piece of yeah. <laughs> wardrobe on the yeah. whole show. <laughs> and, you know, and the girls had on all kinds of stuff. But, yeah, so that was the whole reason going barefoot. They, we couldn't, they, they gave me a couple pairs of shoes, and they just didn't look cool. Right. And I was like, man, I'll just go barefoot. Yeah. I th- actually, I think it was Donnie Davison who was like, y'all just go barefoot. I would <laughs> just go barefoot. Right. You're genius. No, it definitely it worked. That's for so sure. So it was fun. Yeah, that, but that was totally just by necessity. You know? Huh. So enough about that. Um, yeah. You want to uh, talk a little bit about the album you're working on? Yeah. Because you played some of the songs last night, and... I mean, so are any of what's going to be on the album on your EP, or are you yeah. doing all new stuff? So, I, I played with a band in Knoxville called Kelsey's Woods for a long time. We still do maybe a half a dozen shows a year. Uh, those are those guys are my best friends, and that's the most fun I have playing music. But we put out two albums independently a few years ago, and I think the the record that I'm doing right now it'll have ten songs on it. Um. And there will be songs taken from both the, both Kelsey's Woods albums and my EP and four or five new ones. So from the EP that I have, and actually from my old Kelsey's Woods album, the song These Days, we, we cut it last week. Uh, I've cut it, this will be the third time, and I think I finally kind of found the pocket and groove to where I, I want it, um, thanks to producer and guys in studios that I mean, they just killed it. Um, and there are, I think, three or four other Kelsey's Wood songs, and then I think five, either five or six completely new, I've never recorded songs that, that we're doing too. So it's just, it's kind of a, it's kind of cool because they all, they all fit together to some degree. It's, it's not a traditional country album. It's not really an American. It, it has some rock and roll in it. it it's just me. Singer-songwriter. Right. Yeah, it's just me. There are some big moments in the record, production-wise. There are some really, you know, very stripped-down moments in it. But I, I, it has been such a cool experience getting to do that. Randy Montana is producing the album, oh, wow. who is just unbelievably talented and a great songwriter and a dear friend. I think Ryan Gore is engineering. Ryan engineered the first Casey Musgraves album. I mean, he's he's just a he's a monster. Yeah. It's just these guys are so good. They give me the first mixes, and we tweak like two things, and I'm like, well, we're done. <laughs> right. Y'all killed it. Like you know, there's nothing that I can add to this because you guys are just so dang talented. Right. So I'm. It's I have a hard time oftentimes. I think most people do listening to myself. Um, on recordings um, I enjoy listening to this record I enjoy listening to everybody else especially just because the players are so good um, but I'm, I'm really fired up about it we finally finished up the last two songs um, last week I'll go in and sing vocals on those and we'll we'll mix them and master them and then figure out how we're going to distribute but yeah it's 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 cool because it does cover it's out of the three pieces of work that I put out there's something from all three of those on it and then there's a bunch of new stuff too so it kind of it covers a, a large portion of, the, of my journey right on. Um, so when you got an idea about when you're going to release that I hope that it can that it can happen this summer or early fall um, but we're still trying to figure out what avenue we want to go um, we're meeting with some folks in Nashville just to kind of see what options are out there as far as distribution and do we go record label? Do we do it completely independently? Um, 
I'm fortunate enough to at least have meetings to where that is potentially exactly. an option. Exactly. <laughs> Not everybody is able to have that. And it may work out that, you know, I get told no a whole lot. But right. at least we're getting some ears in the music. Yeah. And that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And on that, like, avenue, like, it is, I think it's good nowadays where there's people who have that, like, Cody Johnson, Cody Jinks, yeah. and Aaron Watson, who um, all are independent still, mm-hmm. but with a label for right. distribution, right. where they still have all the rights to their stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, that didn't used to really be a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool that that option is out there for guys. Well, there's access now. Right. I mean, you don't have to have... You can record really good stuff at home if you want to. We didn't. We used studios and stuff, but there's access... And so, yeah, we're, we're coming to the table for these, you know, trying to figure this out with with the product complete without anybody having to put any money into it. They're coming in at, at zero. Right. And it, doing it that way, too, you don't have to worry about somebody going, well, I want you to do this and change that or right. add this. You're like, hey, it's done. Like, yeah, you I mean, want to make some money or not? Like, well, you know, <laughs> it's it's this is who I am. This is what I want to do. Uh, this is the record that I want to make, and you know I think that I think that there is currency in people who know who they are. And, you know I think that ten years, ten plus years of doing this full time have really allowed me. I wouldn't have known who I was eight years ago. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known exactly what my voice. Was. I'm still learning a lot of that too. Right. But you know you you're able to kind of narrow that down the more you do anything in life. And I think that's, you know, that is one of the things that I'm bringing to the table is that I, I know who I am. Um, you know, I know these songs backwards and forwards. We get in the studio, we're not having to learn them. We go in and we smoke them a couple of takes and we move on to the next one. And, you know, it, it, that's just, again, that's just something I think that's learned over the years of doing, of doing this day in, day out. Right. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's always the thing, like, a lot of people don't see is, you know, when you're playing to bars of 15 people, and, I mean, yeah, I I know a lot of people where they're, like, discouraged, and, you know, it sucks, but also, they just go out there and play their stuff, and hone, you know, especially the stuff that they're working, the new stuff, they're like, yeah, I've got sure. some friends that I went to a show, and it was just like that, they were playing in a bar, where it's full of college kids not listening. They're like, all right, I'm going to throw out all these new songs and, you know, try some stuff out, you know, kind of well, play you, with it. You often, and it's and it's always very, very kind when, when anyone says this, that you, you get lots of people who say, God, you're just, you're blessed to be able to sing that way and you're, how, how great that you've got a gift for writing this. And, and I... I am very appreciative of the fact that I'm able to carry it to me and that I, you know, I just really like words and enjoy doing that. But the other side that people, you're right, that people don't see is that it's work. It's fun work, and I enjoy every part of it. I really do. But it is work. It's, you know, for every good song that I've written, there's ten stinkers that, I, that you will never hear me play. Because when I write them, you get them out of your system. You're like, well, that one's never getting played again. Right. But we got it finished, and I'm done with it, so we'll move on. You know, it's just like batting practice. You know, you got to strike out a whole lot of times oh, before yeah. you can hit the ball over the fence. You know? No. So, um, 
I guess a little background. You're from Chattanooga. Grew up in Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee. Living in, in Nashville. Living in yep. Nashville now. It's with a stopover about 18 years in Knoxville in between. Nice. So I'm a Tennessean through and through. <laughs> that's uh, that's one thing I guess you have up on a lot of people living in Nashville is you're in, from that area, like born, maybe you know. So yeah. I'm. You're not. It's not all brand new. Like you know, sure, grow up around yeah. the bright lights and the. And you said you. Uh, Spent some time in uh, was it Pigeon Forge. Oh, yeah. Spent yeah. a lot of time playing up in uh, Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. Yeah, that's right. Gatlinburg. Yeah. That's just uh, part of the, the gig when, you play, when you're from yeah. East Tennessee and you play music. you got to play in Gatlinburg at some point. That's just, you know, it's it's like Branson and L.A. Yeah. Or, or not L.A., but like, you know, a little bit of Las Vegas maybe. And just some of those little pockets of, of touristy places. Yeah. yeah, but it's uh, there's a lot of country and bluegrass up in there. Right. Very cool. Um, so you're on the road right now. Yeah. You're here. You spent the last couple of days here in the Kansas City area. Yeah. Um, headed to Chicago tomorrow. That's right. And then from there, where are you? Heading down to Riverton, Illinois on Sunday. Uh, and then I'll be back home for a couple of days before I'm going to go. And then I'll leave next Wednesday to head to Pensacola to the Floribama. Oh, I'm going to do a five-day residency down there and play. And really just, uh, I'm going to try to write a bunch of songs. It, it seems like a good place to do that. Like. Yeah, well, <laughs> those guys have been really good to me. Uh, I've gotten to know them over the last couple of years through a couple of songwriter festivals. And just kind of had this, you know, I called up my buddy Brandon down there one day. And was like, hey, man, I, you know, we talked about me coming down and playing some shows. Let's make that happen because I'd really like to get away. You know, being out on the road like this is great. And it's, I, I have lots of time to think and, and and get ideas but you spend a lot of time driving and you can't really sit down with a guitar you know and uh, and work on songs and then that's what you know, that's to me my primary focus I think of myself as a songwriter first so down there five days in one place with nothing to do but play a couple hours a day I'm um, hoping to get a bunch of songs written and just kind of recharge and play some tunes and hopefully be warm enough to sit on the beach for a couple right. of hours. Maybe read a couple of books. I haven't gotten to do that in a while. <laughs> Miss getting to do that. Right. No, that's a uh, that's thing. So like, and then we take my daughter to Disney World at the end of the month. Oh, so. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, no, that's that seems to be it's getting to be about that time of the year because mm-hmm. I just I sat down with Sam Riggs a few weeks ago and talked to him and he just. He's got a pilot's license, and so he flew his plane up to Utah for the last couple of days. That's cool. Was up on the side of a mountain, flew it back yesterday, met up with the band, and hopped on the bus and went and played a show last night That's cool. after flying all day. So, I mean, yeah. he was like, I just need to get away, recharge. Yeah. It's my safe space. And well, the Key West so, Songwriter Festival is in the beginning of May in about a month, so I'll be down there. And yeah. that's, that's always – it's part – it's it's like spring break for song for Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I saw the lineup last year and I was like, it was an incredible lineup. Yeah, they've been the last couple of years. They've stepped up the game a little. I feel like it kind of hit a lull for a couple of years ago, but the last couple of years they've really kind of kicked it back oh, yeah. into high gear. It's pretty fun. Um, right on. Yeah. Well, I, anybody roll through a town near anybody they need to go see it's very you're very stapleton-esque with your voice and even the writing style i mean it's just definitely like i said not a performance like i show like i have seen in a long time so 
Um, and then ask any of my musician buddies, and I'm very, they come to me with demos, and they're like, let me know, you know, what do you think? Because they're like, I know you'll tell me the truth. And, you know, it takes a lot to really blow me away anymore. And you definitely did that last night. Thanks, so man. I appreciate um, that. Absolutely. Uh, you want to, uh, where can people find your, your stuff? Yeah, the, the Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I'm, I'm probably best at keeping up with Instagram. I'm not great at social media. I'm actually building my website now, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll have that up and running. And I, my goal is to really kind of try to make that the central location for, you know, throwing some songs out every now and again, just to you know, maybe even just some work tapes and demos just to see what people think. But I, I'm hoping to be able to get that off the ground before too long. And then... Um, yeah, I've got the the Kelsey's Wood stuff is all on Spotify and, and Apple, and the, my EP is on there. And then again, as soon as we get this record done, um, yeah, it, we'll it'll be out there to, to get access to. But yeah, dude. right on. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we'll uh, cut this off, Thanks, and uh, you got a show to get ready for. Yeah, so. appreciate you taking the time absolutely to i definitely appreciate the time yeah, your time as well because like i said when i found found out you were coming around here i was like yeah this is not any that i'm gonna miss that i honestly i never thought about even asking you to do it because i was you're big time to me sure, like so that, <laughs> but you know luckily it worked out so this yeah. is definitely a check mark on my box of well, great man cool I'm people glad. so very cool. Absolutely. So we'll be uh, looking forward for that new album. Yeah, so. me and you both, man. All right. Have, thanks. Thanks a lot.